It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening as I'll be here for the next half hour talking about Tennessee's football signing class for 2020. Talk a little bit about 2021, by the way, before the next half hour ends. And there's a lot to cover with the majority of Tennessee's class being done. We're going to talk about what Tennessee has signed so far, as well as what could still be there on the board for Tennessee between now and February. Darnell Washington is making his announcement on Thursday. He's the five-star tight end from Las Vegas. A lot of the optimism is around Georgia, but I'll get you an update on him coming up. Jay Hardy, does Tennessee have a shot there at the defensive lineman from down in Chattanooga? He has not signed with Auburn. That means he's still up for grabs and somebody that Tennessee can pursue, and Tennessee will pursue him over the next few weeks. Coming up in just a moment, Jesse Simonton of AllQuest.com is going to stop by the show. He's in Jacksonville and has been covering Tennessee's practice, getting ready for the bowl game on Thursday. But it's also All-American Week. It looks like Harrison Bailey will not be playing in the All-American Bowl in San Antonio in January with a reported wrist issue, I think, that's affected him. Shouldn't be a problem for Harrison when he gets on campus and goes through spring practice. But he will not be playing at the Under Armour All-American Bowl coming up on Saturday. Harrison's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. He put up huge numbers for Marietta in helping Marietta win a state championship this year in Georgia. So uh, there's an update for you on him. Some names to know and and to pay attention to. There's a highly touted offensive lineman who has been committed to Georgia who's set to check out Tennessee coming up in January. So I'll get you an update on him as well. Also in segment number two of tonight's show, you're going to hear from Bryson Eason, the linebacker from Memphis who signed with Tennessee, part of that Whitehaven trio. I think Eason is a guy to pay attention to He's somebody who could come in and potentially help Tennessee right away as playing time will be available in uh, coming up in 2020. So uh, hear from Bryson Eason coming up in segment number two, part of his conversation with the sports animals, Jimmy Himes. And right now, I want to welcome to the show Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Jesse R.E. Simonton, covering Tennessee on the football field. And also, Jesse, it's the first time you've been on this show since tennessee's early signing day a little less than a couple of weeks ago so with what tennessee was able to get done the 21 players signed the uh, players who were added to the class on that wednesday on december 18th what did you think about how the early signing period closed out for tennessee yeah i mean i think tennessee you know uh kind of the narrative surrounding their class the fact that they were able to get into that top 10 uh, by going five for five on on the the first day of the early signing period, you flip Jimmy Holiday from TCU. You obviously do well and land Tyler Barron. Reginald Perry was a guy from Alabama. This staff has quietly felt really strong about, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks. Then you decide, Lenneth Whitehead, hey, we're going to take him as a tailback. Um, and so you go five for five, and, and I think you know, Tennessee couldn't do any better than that. Obviously, they, they hope to get some good news from Darnell Washington. Um, I think there's there obviously uh, that confidence is fading, but for Tennessee to do as well as they did and then still be positioned uh, to possibly flip a guy like Jay Hardy, land an impact playmaker like D. Beckwith, um, there's still you know a few spots remaining in this class that they hope to kind of work the margins and, and, and fill some needs come February. 
Yeah, when you talk about uh, Jay Hardy there, he's unsigned, committed to Auburn. What's the latest there that you hear? What do you think about Tennessee's chances uh, as it will try to flip uh, Jay in January and, and try to get him to sign in February? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the feeling around the program is that Tennessee does feel like they have a real shot to flip Jay Hardy. That's not that it's, to say that it's some sort of formality, but but Jay absolutely could have, you know, ended this uh, by signing, um, you know, two weeks ago and, and opted not to do that. And so, you know, the green light has kind of been given for the Vols. I, I would not expect Jay to really tip his hand publicly at all, um, but expect, you know, with Kevin Cher, Cher, Tracy Roger, Derek Ansley kind of all together leading that charge. They've done well, I think, getting back with the family. That's been important, um, you know, behind the scenes in, in recent weeks. I would expect Jay to uh, show up on campus again in January. Um, you know, he can get there. Uh, he's already taken his official visit, but he can obviously just be down the road in Chattanooga. He can come to Knoxville fairly easily, certainly much easier uh, than even a trip to Auburn, although it's not that far either. Um, so, and maybe one pro- possibly, uh, you know, nugget, I think that can't be oversold or overlooked here is that Gus Malzahn for Auburn has already used his in-home visit uh, with Jay Hardy. That happened in December. Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee kind of strategically held that bullet. Uh, so they still have that card to play, and I think that could end up being an, an important maybe uh, thing for the Vols, kind of a, a low-key uh, nugget right there that perhaps, you know, if they can get in the door last, you know, what happens uh, come, you know, February 6th or 7th. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest.com. What else stands out about uh, the few spots that are still remaining in Tennessee's 2020 class and who or what Tennessee might try to target in terms of positions to close things out? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned, I, I'm, you know, I mentioned, you know, five-star tight end Darnell Washington again. Tennessee got the final visit there. Darnell had been on campus six times in the last two years since Jeremy Pruitt um, took over. Uh, the program, but this was also one that I think most have thought that Tennessee was kind of, you know, chasing from behind to begin with, that, that Georgia has long sat in the catbird seat. Darnell has visited a bunch of schools, including UGA, many times. So while Tennessee, Miami, uh, Alabama were all chasing the Bulldogs, I think the feeling come January 2nd is that Darnell um, is going to choose uh, um, choose Georgia. He has indicated this week on the Under Armour all-American game that he has signed um, with his said school. So if Darnell does not end up at Tennessee, Jay Hardy becomes an even bigger priority. We just discussed him. D. Beckwith is, is, is a certain take in this class. Tennessee likes him just kind of as a versatile playmaker, capable of perhaps playing tight end, perhaps receiver. Um, you know, the basketball element's kind of the wild card there with him. He wants to play both sports Tennessee is offering them that him that opportunity same at Florida which I think is a big factor for D Beckwith same as Kentucky um and then kind of elsewhere it's you know how can Tennessee fill some needs you know the news was made this week uh that five-star Broderick Jones um is going to take an official visit uh down to Tennessee on January 18th Jones is a guy who opted not to sign um, this past two weeks ago uh, with Georgia, even though he's been a longtime UGA commit. I think the, the, the departure of Sam Pittman has something to do with that. I think, you know, Jones's continued flirt- flirtations with Auburn has something to do with that. Right now, Josh, I still see Tennessee as kind of sitting in that third chair. But the fact they can get one of the few remaining five stars, unsigned five stars on campus next month, certainly is something to kind of keep an eye on and see if Tennessee 
you know, adds another offensive lineman. Kyrie Miller is still a commit right now in this class. We'll see if he ends up signing with Tennessee or, or if the Texas native ends up elsewhere. Other than that, Josh, it's kind of, you know, I think it's going to be best player available, but Tennessee would like to add another receiver, a guy like uh, Jerry Caldwell from Charlotte, Rock Hill native. He's long, 6'3", kind of, you know, uh, you know, just a two-star on rivals. Um, but Tennessee staff, again, this is kind of when they've reevaluated some of that senior film. They really like him. Uh, what happens with a cornerback? Could they get a guy like Trey Amos, or would they look um, for a guy who opted not um, to take an official visit here the last weekend in December, like Emmanuel Appiah, a junior college guy? Um, so I think that, you know, those are some, some early names to watch, and I would not be surprised if some other names end up popping up. Hey, uh, Jesse, before you go, what does this week look like as um, you, you've talked about Darnell Washington, so that's an obvious one with Georgia the favorite for his announcement coming up Thursday. Obviously, Tennessee has the football game as well, but uh, with it being All-American Week and also uh, the conversation around 2021 will probably start to pick up. Yeah, well, so, you know, Tennessee is going to be pretty well represented down in Texas uh, at the All-American Bowl. you got Amari Thomas, Keyshawn Lawrence, Harrison Bailey, who will not participate um, as he's kind of, you know, he's shut down his high school career. So, you know, it, it's an interesting kind of storyline because if Harrison was going to be able to go, could he earn that fifth star? Or did he already earn the fifth star with the way he led Marietta, Marietta to a state championship and then performed really well in, in another kind of a uh, showcase game? Will Albright, the long snapper, will also be in that game? And then down in Orlando, the lone representative, Dominic Bailey, so I think you're, you're going to see Tennessee really start to focus in on that 2021 class, especially with so many spots filled and signed for 2020. The future 50s, a big event that happens every year down in Orlando. Tennessee is obviously still looking for a quarterback. Alabama commit Drake May, who committed to the Tide over Tennessee and UNC and some others uh, this summer, is a guy that the Vols continue to try to work and flip. He'll be down there. Defensive lineman Peyton Page. He's been a guy, you know, fringe four, five-star, one of the top 25 players in the country, according to rivals. He's been a frequent visitor uh, at Tennessee, named Tennessee among his top schools. Uh, the Vols are highly interested in, in, in that 300-pound defensive lineman from North Carolina. And then it's just kind of some playmakers, some guys that, you know, are capable of playing multiple spots, whether it's in the secondary or, or linebacker, like a Tony Grimes from Virginia, Terrence Lewis, uh, Lewis from Miami, who, in Northwestern. He was on campus this summer. Um, so just plenty to kind of keep an eye on, and we'll, and we'll have you covered at VolQuest uh, later this week. Yeah, so as you can tell, it is a busy time with, oh, by the way, a football game in between. So keep up with the coverage. You can find the work from Jesse and his teammates there at VolQuest.com. You can find Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Hey, Jesse, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Josh. And 2021 will become a big focus. Most of this show will be focused on this year's class. There is a lot of time to go a little less than a year i guess until the 2021 class will begin to sign but players will start to commit soon uh, of course a few out there have already but with 2020 there will be names that do pop up broderick jones addition to the list of players that tennessee is pursuing and uh, might have a chance to sign that is certainly interesting when you're talking about an all-american offensive lineman and anytime you have a chance to sign one of those players especially when he is currently committed to one of your rivals, he's committed to Georgia, you pay attention. Tennessee fans will be interested there. Now, the fact that Auburn is going to battle there, that's something to pay attention to. Florida State being in play as well. But uh, it's just a reminder that you get to this 
point in the recruiting process and you see who has not signed, you see how many spots you have available and what kind of opportunity you might have with other players. There might be another name or two that will pop up between now and the first Wednesday in February when players can sign again, that date being February 5th. Coming up next on Football Futures, you will hear from a player who has already signed with Tennessee, Bryson Eason, who I think could be a potential impact player for Tennessee next year. He's coming up next talking about the chance to play with two of his high school teammates. He's one of three players out of Whitehaven in Memphis who signed with Tennessee. You'll hear from Bryson Eason coming up next on Football Futures here every Monday evening from 7 until 7.30. Eric Kane will take over with Producing the Facts from 7.30 until 8, before Vol Calls begins at 8 o'clock on FM 99.1, The Sports Animal. The voices in our head may not be real, but they're loud and have some good ideas. This is 99.1, The Sports Animal. The future of college football. Now, back to your host, Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures. Thank you for being here this evening. Hope everybody has enjoyed the holiday. We'll be back uh, live all day tomorrow with local coverage. We'll be off on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we'll have our game day all day coverage, our typical Saturday coverage for you on Thursday, getting ready for Tennessee and Indiana in the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville Thursday night. So uh, a very busy week with Tennessee football. And the conversation here, this segment continues with Tennessee football recruiting. You'll hear from Bryson Eason coming up in just a moment. The linebacker from Whitehaven High School in Memphis signed with the Vols a couple of weeks ago. He is one of three players from Whitehaven, along with Tamarian McDonald and Martavius French, who chose Tennessee. I would say Bryson is probably the most likely guy to help Tennessee immediately, then maybe Martavius and then uh, Tamarian. Tamarian's a guy that probably needs to get a little bit bigger, especially if he's going to play linebacker in the SEC, but None of the guys are small, and Eason's a guy that he goes 255 pounds at linebacker and can move and be versatile, maybe play inside or outside at linebacker. Just a guy that I really think has a chance to help Tennessee when you consider the loss of Daniel Batuli and Daryl Taylor. And the Vols have already been looking for more depth at that position. So with two seniors leaving, that will give Bryson more of an opportunity to come in and help. But uh, on signing day, Jimmy Himes had a chance to talk to Bryson Eason, and the conversation begins with Bryson talking about going to Tennessee and the opportunity to play with two of his high school teammates, Martavius French and Tamarian McDonald. Man, it is going to be great because I've been playing with some. I've been playing with these guys for forever, and we've built a built a huge built a lot of chemistry with each other. So when we're on the field, it's like. It's like I, you know, I'm comfortable because I know I got two guys on their field who who's just like me, or is, is just as good or, is, or or better. So I'm comfortable and happy and excited to play on the next level with some of my best friends, and it, it's just really a blessing. I'm excited about it. Was there a time that you thought Tamarian and Martavius might be going to another school? Yes, sir, I did, but I just I still had hope, and and look look where I'm at today. So everything worked out fine. Did you talk to them about, hey, guys, we need to play together at Tennessee? Did you tell them that? Yes, sir, I did. It was after one of our games, and we showed a good team up. And I was like, man, I said, I was like, I I talked, I, I sat I sat those guys down. I talked to them. I said, I said why would y'all want to split this up, man? We're like, we, we've been together for so long. Like, why? And then we got the opportunity to stay together. So why, um, so why split up now? And they were like, man, you're right. And we just had to find the right program to, you know, to do that at, 
Bryson, how far back do you go? Did y'all start playing together like in the uh, seventh or eighth grade? Uh, I started playing with Tamaria when I was like five or six. <laughs> and I started playing with Martavius when I was like 12, no, around 13, 14. All right, they just, list you at 6'2", 255. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. That's about accurate. Uh, have you, how long have you weighed 255? Oh, uh, for about after my freshman year. And I hit the sophomore year. Then that's when that's that's when it, you know that's when it hit me. So for about three years, so probably about my sophomore year. Is that is that a good weight for you to play linebacker in college? Yes, sir, I think it is because I can move pretty well. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not slowing me down, but I, you know, it's not slowing me down at all. So I, I I feel like it is. What do you feel like your strength is as a middle linebacker? Um, stopping the run. I'm heavy on stopping the run. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody got to really come see me or come through me to, you know, to get that run going. So I feel like I'm a huge run stopper. With Daniel Batuli leaving, do you think you might be able to play as a true freshman at Tennessee? Um, yes, I do, because I'm, I'm coming in there, you know, of course I'm looking at my teammates to, you know, be teammates, but I'm also coming in there looking at letting know that I'm not to be messed around. And, and I'm coming in for business. Like, this, this is business. This is what I want to do, and, and this is how I'm going to do it. Martavius told me he grew up an LSU fan. Tamarian told me he grew up an Alabama fan. Who did you grow up as a fan of? Who did you like? I, I grew up as a Florida fan. I was a big Chan Tebow fan. <laughs> Many yeah, of grew so up that, as Tennessee fans. <laughs> so no, I, I wasn't a Tennessee fan at all. I grew up as a huge Florida fan watching Chan Tebow. And now I'm, that, that's one of my biggest rivals. So that, it's, just, it's just like a dream come true, even though I'm not in Florida, you know, just knowing that that's a big rival for the school I'm going to and having to play them. It's just like a huge dream come true, and I'm excited about it. Hey, tell me one other thing. We saw Tennessee have kind of a rough start. They were 1-4 at one point. Then they won five in a row, five, uh, six of their last seven. When you watched that turnaround at Tennessee, what did that mean to you? It, it just showed me that I can believe what Coach Proof was saying because on my official visit, they were still kind of on, a, on the losing streak and, he was like, "Hey, man, this, this, we're gonna get this turned around. You, you don't take it doesn't take a week or or just a day to turn things around. And I think them turn things around. And even if they did, even if they didn't turn things around, I knew it was gonna happen eventually. And just gladly that it happened before I got there. So when I'm, I know so so I, so that means I know when I'm coming there, they're expecting big things because they're hard ready to turn things around a little bit, but." I was just excited about it, and you know, and Coach Poole said they were going to do it, and he did it. So, I'm just excited to get there. Are you also excited about Tennessee playing in the Gator Bowl against Indiana January second? Yes, sir. I am. This I keep, I keep, I keep um, screaming. I'm messing with my classmates and tomorrow, and I'm, I'm telling them this year bowl game, next year college football playoffs. That's Jimmy Himes talking to Tennessee linebacker signee. Bryson Easton, as I mentioned, I think he will have a chance to help Tennessee immediately. A number of guys in this 2020 class will have that chance because the Vols are still looking for more depth. Tennessee's still looking for competition. Anytime you sign players that you think have talent, you're going to give them a chance to come in and play immediately. It's just that only so many are really going to be at that level right away. And there is a difference in having a conversation in August and September and then what might happen over the course of a season as guys develop, but players who stand out in the conversation that will have a chance to play right away at Tennessee. I think Keyshawn Lawrence is one of those guys. 
The defensive back from Innsworth is uh, a highly touted player, maybe the top player in the state of Tennessee. Nigel Warrior is leaving, so there's a chance Keyshawn could help at safety. He could have a chance to come in and play immediately and at corner. And that's a position where I think Tennessee is still trying to find more depth. And uh, you have guys in this class, uh, in Warren Burrell, who played some this year as a freshman. And then also Bryce Thompson comes back as a junior. Same with Elante Taylor. The Vols have some players there, but they need more help at corner. Keyshawn could help there or at safety. I think Tyler Barron's a guy that could have a chance to help immediately as a pass rusher. Amari Thomas could have a chance to help on the defensive line, him and or Dominique Bailey. And then at wide receiver, I think Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Calloway, and Jimmy Holiday will all have a chance to help Tennessee immediately. At running back, there will be an opportunity for Lyneth Whitehead, Jabari Small, and T. Hodge in this class. And, of course, in this conversation, we have to see which players end up at what positions. Is Whitehead for sure a running back? Is T. Hodge for sure a running back? Those are things we don't know right now. That'll be determined once they arrive, and Jeremy Pruitt has a chance to see them on the practice field. But Whitehead's a guy who's a good athlete, and coming in at running back, I think we'll have a chance to get on the field just because of the need. The Vols need a bigger back on offense whitehead and t hodge will have an opportunity for a chance to at least compete to be a bigger back who helps in short yarded situations and maybe even more than that so there there's a lot i think to talk about within this class and then also to pay attention to in the month of january so i'll be back next monday on football futures talking about what's coming up over the next four or five weeks for tennessee in recruiting and what happens on thursday will have some kind of impact on what tennessee goes out there and sells on the recruiting trail. Coaching changes, does anything change within the staff? That'll be worth monitoring as well. I'll be back next Monday to talk about it on Football Futures. Thanks for hanging out here on 99.1, the Sports Animal.